Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out with your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, I disagree with the internet. Hello. Ahoy. Ahoy. It has been a day. Uh, uh (laughs) 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 Uh-oh. I look. I I don't want to talk this entire episode, but uh, I have stories <laughs> that I need input on. <laughs> uh, all right, as ever, Aaron and I are here with the most helpful of advice. Surely, uh, you know, like we do. Yeah. No, I know. Um, I I want to I want to get some. Uh, I want to start off by talking about hospitals. And what a what a lovely topic. Yeah. And how um hostile they are to new clients, right? New new people. They are not helpful in any way, shape, or form. So no. I I was required to go to the hospital today to do some routine lab work. Lab is based in the main hospital building. I have to go there to have these done right okay sounds good they i am told to show up tell reception you are there for lab work okay that's the end of the instruction i get from doctor here we go i show up and they say what do you need here for lab work they said awesome sign in on this little ipad and sit down so I signed in on the iPad and I sit down. A little popped up a little number on the iPad that your number is like uh, 5635, which is pertinent because it's like kind of close to my cell phone number. So I was like, okay, fine. I sit down. Whatever. Because I had to put my first name, last name, my phone yeah. number, right? All that junk in there. I was like, okay, great. I sit down. And then I pop in my earbuds because I'm like, well, I'm sitting in a chair. Something will happen. Um, a few minutes pass, and the receptionist people start waving at me and say, "Sir, sir, what's your number?" And I said, "Oh, it's you know fifty six thirty five and they point over into a corner of the on the wall, and there's a TV screen there, and it says, um, "Patient, my number yeah, now serving." Yeah, it says now serving patient um, booth three, and they said that number's said your number's been called for a while, and I said. I didn't know to look at the screen. There wasn't even like a bing or a bong or like a woo or like a you know confetti drop or anything. And at no point did they say register and then you will see your number come up on screen. Nobody said that. Nobody said look to the screen. They just assumed everyone knows that there's a screen to be looked at. I didn't. So and then they said, they said so I said, okay, cool. What's booth three? And they said, oh, well, that's where you have to go check in. And I said, and booth three would be located. And they were like, oh, it's down the hall on the left. Sweet. These are instructions that are needed for this to be successful. So I go into booth three and they're talking to me and um, she's like, okay, I just have to call the lab really quick. And she gets on lab and she's like, oh, uh, well, oh, okay, hold on. And then she says, they want to talk to you. It hands me the phone, which is interesting. That's never happened to me before ever. (laughs) 
why would they need to talk to me on the phone? <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> and she says, we heard about you, headphone guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you're causing trouble. Well, so she goes, so she goes, well, uh, hi, um, uh, do you have an appointment? And I said, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I have, I got one. Who, who called it in for you? And I said, um, I give doctor's name. And she said, what's your name? I said, Colin. And she went, oh, oh, here's your paperwork. And then she paused and I went, so is there a problem? And she goes, she goes, I needed to ask if you had an appointment. And I said, I do have an appointment. Is there an issue? She goes, no, you just have to have an appointment to show up. And I said, well, that's why I'm here. Cause I have an appointment. And she was like, yeah, you have to have an appointment to be here. I have no idea what actually transpired. <laughs> <laughs> right like yeah you know those pesky people just showing up at the hospital to get blood drawn for fun you know I man exactly, like who who does this she was like very adamant of like i need to see if you had an appointment and i was like why would i be here you're talking to a lady who has a computer who surely can give you some identifying number to tell you about me why do you have to ask me if i have an appointment that's ridiculous we're being honest like just like so then, like, then I go down to the lab, and here is their, the magical system that they have. They had an envelope with my name on it taped to the desk. And yeah. That, <laughs> with my paperwork in there. High tech. <laughs> 21st century, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I was like, all through this process, the receptionist didn't talk to booth three. Booth three didn't talk to lab person lab person i don't know what happens after that i just walked out i don't know if anything is owed they didn't tell me yeah, to go talk they're to they're not going to give the doctor the results loser you got to go back and see it <laughs> right right the, the the receptionist like it just it was a big reminder for me of like how important user experience is when interacting with anything right like, well i think we we also need to file this under uh People who do an insanely repetitive list of tasks every right? Yeah. They know exactly how the hospital works, right? It's, they know exactly because they're there all the time, you know? know? And I, I have this, I've noticed this kind of thing too, because I go to the hospital exactly never. Uh, and so like, <laughs> yeah, you know, when I do go to the doctor, I have to, I just go for like the, checkupy thing so i go like one time a year right <laughs> and so like yeah i don't know how it works no. because i don't do it all the time right this happens at work as well because like you know <clears throat> might have mentioned this earlier like at the end of the school year <clears throat> for some archaic idiotic reason my school requires that i hand in a paper copy of my grade book right yes right beautiful because because we still live in 1979 and we have a big like permanent record vault somewhere that doesn't exist people it's just a file cabinet in a closet um vault no it's a file cabinet in a closet under the stairs probably um but they they say print your grade book or give me your grade book yeah right i'm like i don't I don't have a grade, grade book. book. Yeah. I only know of one person in the whole entire school who has a paper grade book, right? Oh, whoa. But I don't know everybody's thing. But I know for a fact at least one person 
still I, more people because they always order them at the beginning of the year. They'll get this oh, email, be like, "Can we to order your grade book?" I'm like, "No, I want that." Yeah, <clears throat> but some people do that. They want that. I don't have that. I just put everything on the computer. Mm-hmm. They say, "Here's where your grades go on the computer," and I say, "Okay." And then they say <laughs> one time of the year, one time, they're like, "Print it." Mm. I don't remember how that worked (laughs) 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 because it's a task I perform once a year, exactly one time a year. I have no idea. I always have to be like, Hmm, how does this work? Yeah. (laughs) I don't remember. I don't understand how work. This is exactly the issue. You hit it out of the park. They each do their own thing and they know the system. Well, it is so insular, right? Of like, they deal. It, I, I'm not the first patient that person saw today, even though I was there super early. And I'm not going to be the last. They're going to see 300 people, and it's all going to oh, yeah. be boom, 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 boom. And so when somebody asks like how this process works, which I forgot, left that part out when they said I was done at booth three, and they said, "Okay, you can go to lab," and then they turned to walk away, and I said, "Where's that?" And you could see in her face of like, how do I describe? where to go like she knew it it's like you know when you ask for directions how to get home and you're just like i don't know you just turn right and then left and you go over the hill and you go blah, blah. like <coughs> it's so ingrained you almost can't explain it so yeah exactly and, and again this is this is no fault of them it's just the system and and how it works and and you're right like it has become so insular so myopic of just like this is what i do and and i'm now almost incapable of explaining this or open to the possibility that somebody has no idea how this works. And, and I, I know healthcare is one of those systems where people complain, like patients have complaints about the system for this exact reason. And it's no fault of like the nurses or any technicians or anything. It's just, it's their job. And so it was, I've been thinking about this a lot because we've been taking on a lot of new clients recently in our business. And at each stage, I kind of I've kind of started to develop this this initial reaction when somebody asks a question of like the uh, like come on like of course oh yeah you oh, you book how you book like you just book right that's how what you do obviously and I think at any point in time in life as a person anytime you get to that point where you start feeling of just wanting to say well obviously like you've kind of you've kind of missed something along the way and I think that too often we get to like I said like insular in my own life uh, where obviously we don't recognize <laughs> that it's not obvious to everybody else in, in our in our circles or just if people in general yeah this is a thing that you have to deal with uh, as a teacher every single day of your life mm. right it really puts it into perspective because I have to repeat myself ungodly amounts of time per day (laughs) right but but i always have to keep into perspective like i have told people many times a day the answer to this question i haven't told you you yes right and so i get upset i think that's one of the things that like upsets me the most about like my bosses and stuff like administration because like I am very conscious of this Mm -hmm. because 
Like I've made that mistake before. Obviously, that's why I'm so. That's why I think about it so much now, right? I've had you know I've messed up before, obviously, <clears throat> as one does, and <laughs> like I try to be very careful and being like, yeah, I'm going to explain it again, and that's okay because like I explained it like a whole bunch of times like last hour. Now this hour I have all these new, completely different people who haven't heard me say this. Mm-hmm. So like, I can't, I can't be mad. <laughs> right. That'd be idiotic. Right. I can't be mad at you because I, I told you, wait, you weren't even in the room. So I could be right. <clears throat> That's one of the many areas where I feel like administration does not afford me that courtesy. Mm. Right. Cause I'll be like, oh, I told everybody. It's like, well, I, you didn't tell me that. So I don't know who this everybody is you're speaking about, but I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. <clears throat> so yeah, I understand. I've been on both sides of that before. And I think about that a lot just because I have done that before. I've like messed up and like snapped people or whatever and be like, wait a minute. You, you weren't even in the room. Ah, <laughs> oh, dang it. You screwed that one up. Didn't I? <clears throat> yeah. And so it's about being, introspective and and but again i have a different goal than a nurse right yeah she is there to like make sure that you do not you know need super medical vision right (laughs) they are there to care for your medical needs i'm here to teach you about science so those are two different goals (laughs) well i think (laughs) that we have right (laughs) i i think i'm also reminded of people so anyway this this process of like I think I was also frustrated by the fact that like again just the entirety of the broken system of like nobody's talking to one another like nobody is passing along my same information and it's that annoying thing of like every time you talk to a new person they're just like oh you're a human who are you hi what are you doing here and you're just like oh my gosh I've said this 19 times no, I do wonder where that information goes if they type it in the computer because clearly it doesn't go to the next person I talk to I don't think right. they're actually typing I don't think that computer is on and uh, either that or they're just all playing so um, I also like the <clears throat> the extreme high level of security necessary for me to ask about like my blood pressure medication right like I have to tell basically the receptionist my name, age, and serial number, right? Uh-huh. And then I have to go <laughs> to the nurse and tell her my, like, all my information. And then I have to tell the nurse practitioner that information. Yep. And then this- the doctor, if they come in, right? That the same, Like, they need to verify it's me every single time. Like, I have it. What? what? Is this a thing? Do like people like infiltrate? Like I'm gonna go impersonate Aaron today. <laughs> Suck it! Like what? Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> no, this is. This That'd is be like, the- oh, what's your, uh, what's your birthday and your social security number? Like what? I, I, I just need you to draw my blood, man. I yeah. like what is it? <laughs> exactly, and this I just need to verify it's you. Like, it, <laughs> who else would it be? <laughs> and this is that's part of that user experience. This is part of the problem. People get frustrated and you end up like just so jaded. And I was like very frustrated by the end of this because I, again, my interaction with this was extremely limited, but it was very eye opening because again, we are bringing on a lot of clients and I am trying my best to make sure that at no point do they have to guess what the next step is or guess what's required of them. 
as they move through the booking process or how they interact with the world. And I think just, just I, I was reflecting on that going, I think if more people sat down and part of this is realizing the world's a lot bigger than yourself. I think of our story arc through Pony Boy and things that we've discussed previously. Of like, oh, yeah. Good old Pony. Like, <laughs> nice job. Of like, like, when you start to view more beyond yourself, a lot of things kick in there. You explain things differently. You talk to people differently. You take information in differently. And you are a lot more patient with people because you realize, wow, I'm really frustrated, but I don't know what they're dealing with. Like, it just it encapsulates so much. And so yeah, just, maybe their friend just got gunned down by police officers for drawing weapons at them. You know, who knows? Who knows what's going on in their life? Yeah, this is true. Exactly. <laughs> and and you don't know. You don't know. And you're left just kind of sitting there kind of going, ah, oh. so it, uh, that's how I started my morning. And I was like, this is, this is, I'm, <coughs> I'm, I'm done. I don't want, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> oh, but, um, so anyway, so that was that was fine. And everything turned out fine. Everything, all the levels were good and all that good stuff. So it was again the it was the, the interaction of the brief time that I was there of like, this is awful. This is if if this was if this if it was this reminder of like if this was a company and like for profit, which obviously a lot of it is for is, profit. Is, don't kid yourself. If there were it more is a company for profit, you just don't have another, another choice. Profit. So that's what right? I was getting to point. I, I was I, you, the third option that I <laughs> There was a comma after profit. It was okay. Like, this is a company. This is a for-profit company, comma with comp with legitimate competition. There is no legitimate competition. <laughs> it's just people on the internet with healing crystals. That's the other option. <laughs> Which you know they have great customer service. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's weird say, that the healing crystal people are nicer to you than the doctors. Every time I say it doesn't work, they just tell me to buy more crystals. <laughs> so weird. Um, like I'm no, just, you're like, using the wrong incense with that crystal, man. Oh, oh. balance. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can smell Sedona, Arizona, like right now. I'm oh, just right. I, it's just so much sage in the air. Literally right. There. Sneezing. We walked in. Side note: We walked when we were on a honeymoon there. We walked into the store, and I immediately started sneezing. Right. It was so much like incense and like perfumes in there. I. I had to leave the store. <laughs> I couldn't deal with it. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> I just took a bite of cookie. Legitimate medical competition, uh, <laughs> but like people wouldn't put up with it. Like if there was an actual, if there was another, if there were three other hospitals in thirty minutes of our town, this this kind of thing, or to anybody, this would be totally unacceptable. Right? This is another reason why the dentists are so nice. Yeah. <laughs> Right, mm-hmm. like again, <clears throat> the dental user inter- experience. My in my uh, experience with the dentist office that I go to is like excellent. <laughs> right, could just be the one I go to. Could, you know, whatever. No. But like, it's fantastic. <laughs> and why? Because like, that? good goes somewhere else. Yeah, because there's 19 on the same block. Right. Yeah, there are at least three dentists. In my town, which is weird because it's not really that big, but yeah, I mean, it's not like there's dentists in like the really tiny towns around my town, so like that kind of makes sense, I guess. Like a hub, yeah, they right? draw draw in from there. But um... yeah, I just and I'm, I'm you know I'm just looking around and I'm going, man, the kind of things people like we have like 
the community has to put up with because this is the option is infuriating. Um, but you know, here they are, and here we go. So, uh, don't uh, have, have, better, have better customer customer service. Why? There you go. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, uh, I think it's part partly because they don't think of themselves as a service industry. Oh no, 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 they don't. Right? I think you're gonna get shouted at on the internet for saying that the hospital <laughs> is a service industry. This is a good point. This is a good point because it's it's right. yeah. For some reason, healthcare isn't considered service. A service? <laughs> no. Why? Interestingly. Why would it be? Exactly. You're left going, what is this? Well, it's healthcare. Yeah, but is it, how is it, like, there's just, uh, oh, you're right. And people aren't going to. Also, international listeners laughing at us right now. Please let us know about your superior healthcare experiences. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) So that we may wallow in our misery again. (laughs) But this was this was just highlighted like the problem of of myopic individuals and corporate culture like that's another thing of like it's just nobody cares because it's just is like that's it's from the top down everybody just knows what it is and that's fine and if you don't know you just get yelled at or screamed at by somebody. You can also see this in TSA agents, right? I I think they get it even worse. How many times does that person have to stand up there and go, no bottles over 20 ounces, no food, no goldfish, please don't bring alligators here. Why do you have pizza? Like they had, <laughs> like they actually. That's a have- whole other just catastrophe <laughs> of completely made up and arbitrary rules that some random person has to enforce. Right. Like yeah. there's, there's no reason that. You have to only have three ounces of liquid on a plane. Zero reason. Right. Right. It's because of that shoe bomber guy. Yep. <clears throat> That's why. The, yeah, you know, the one that didn't work. That guy. Uh, but because of that, we had to like make these like really extremely arbitrary, insane rules that say like, you can't do this, like blah, blah, blah. And like, it's just, it's so insane. Like, I that's one of those things where I become conflicted right in my youth. I was like very angry about these kind of things. <clears throat> right. As a young, angry person. As a slightly older angry person, I like <laughs> right. You you become conflicted, right? Because you're going you're you understand there is like is is was in response to a thing, right? And you're going, okay, well, it kind of makes sense. I guess I understand why somebody did this, but like, why did they go this far? Like, why is it like so extreme? And then like part of me, the part of me that like is really like distrustful of everything, right? Very like anarchic, right? Is like, they're just doing that. So I don't bring my own drinks on the plane. I have to buy your drinks, right? You know, that's why they're doing it, right? I don't have to buy it. Like, (laughs) I mean, pretty much. So, like, there are myriads of reasons why these things exist. You know, you really have to, like, sometimes the source is less obvious, right? But, yeah, again, the TSA person, like, because you want to be mad at them, right? But you're like, wait, you're just some dude at the airport with a wand, right? Like, I... 
I shouldn't be mad. I'm not mad at like you individually. I'm mad at the system that created you, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which kind of a dark way of thinking it, but yeah, no, you're, I mean it's true. And the world that is, and I'm mad at the world that made you necessary, right? Exactly. Some idiot decided to blow up a plane with a shoe. Like, yeah. <clears throat> come on. And you're left, yeah, exactly. Going, I, I now have a system that uh, I don't like want it doesn't serve my needs it doesn't help people really like if we're just being honest like about what at this point what we're dealing with and this person is now kind of the, the face of that right and i have to do something with that or this is this is now the reality and whether you're in a hospital who has uh you know uh uh you know undecipherable policies and procedures or what the next step is who knows nobody does. uh or uh, you're a TSA agent or you are in a school system with policies from on high about how to do something about how to print off your books. And you're just like, I, what, what? this is somebody decided this a long time ago. <clears throat> Nobody has, has since stepped up and said, why? Like, well, yeah. Why out there. We and I think, I think this whole reason, right. Not to get like super political here, but like, this is oh. why, I mean, I think this, like this set of circumstances that you're laying out here, Right, this one more thing and one more thing and one more thing and one more thing and one more thing. This is why there was such a like enormous like anti mask backlash, right? Because it's yet another thing you're telling me I can't do, right? And I think it's one of those things where like there's other reasons that we you know whatever, but like I think the underlying reason, in my opinion, in my experience with dealing with this, is that that was just one more thing on top of the pile of things right that just made the jenga collapse right like <laughs> the proverbial straw in some instances right and there are other whatever but like i think that's part of what made people so angry <laughs> was like it's just one more rule telling me things i can't do in, and then you were blinded then that was like you were stuck on that that's it you didn't think of anything else like it was just that thing you know because yeah. it was it happened in a context too of a lot of other things yes we were told that you couldn't do that were dangerous that were being yes. set forth a lot of unknowns and it came down and you're right people a lot of people looked at that and said i've i've had enough <laughs> of you telling me stuff and i i'm not doing it anymore Right, like that's that is a response people had to that, and yes, and went and 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 that's what they raised their flag on, yeah, and they fueled from many other sources, but I think the feeling was the a major contributing factor, not to say the but like a major contributing factor of like it's one more thing that you're telling me i can't, I'm not allowed to do, right, right, and again, I don't understand. Like confusion, fear, blah blah blah, right? It just adds fuel to that like <clears throat> feeling of like I feel I feel like uh you're really restricted, right? Because I have to follow I you know, do you doing all these things you know, maybe these people went to get their blood in the morning and they were just like argued through and marched through these procedural steps that made no sense to them, right? Or you do this a lot in your daily life. You have all these procedures that you have to follow that make no sense to you, but you just have to do it. 
right? When you get another one dropped on you, it's like, ah, mm. right? This is, this is really good because this is a point of discussion in like messaging, right? To, to clients or to people or to masses of, of how do you, how do you communicate things like tasks to people without overburdening them? Like how do yeah. you do that, right? That's a big thing. Like when you, I, again, this is just where my brain has been lately, but like I have been really scrutinizing the steps to onboard a client a because we're doing it a lot so it's in my face a lot but b how many times do i have to say oh also and right of like okay yeah we're, we're all good oh also and i need you to do this thing oh also and don't forget about this i i have been really feeling this and exactly what you what you pressed on right in there of like we can stack things on top of people but unless like they understand the why or they have an urgent need their ability to carry the also ands or the other things we add to them falls away very quickly <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you just can't ask enough of them you can't ask more of them when they aren't driven to take on that burden and they will go somewhere else and do something else they'll seek out another service another provider they'll seek out other options right of either not doing a mandate or you know doing other things because they're not driven or motivated enough to, to take that on. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It, that makes a lot of sense. Right. And this adds to your level of overall frustration with things. Well, you think of it when you're dealing with students, right? If you were giving out homework and you said, okay, and here's the assignment. Oh, also, and I need it to be on blue paper. And <clears throat> oh, yeah, I try not to do that because <laughs> they don't like don't it. Don't forget it's on Tuesday. And you have like, exactly. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. Eight, you, have to get, you, you have to make tasks manageable. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, you're not going to do them. No. No. And you, and you, you're not a. You're, a, you're not going to do them, or b. You may actively revolt against them. Right. I mean, I would actively revolt against them, but that's yeah. just me. Yeah. But like, that's well, you know, when I'm, <laughs> yeah, when I, I think about this a lot in context of like learning, because students will always ask you, like, well, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Right. And because they're expecting you to not have an answer. Right. So I always. I'm always thinking about these things and making sure that I have a response to them. You know, like, oh, well, we're doing this because blam. Like, this is why. Oh, because we need to practice this skill because blam. Right. Something. And not like some like esoteric answer. Right. And I also don't like the answer. Oh, because you need it later. That's not. That's not good for a 12 year old. They don't care. Right. They want to know why you're doing it right now. (laughs) You know. And you have to sort of like make things function in that space. Because if you're doing something, uh, at least in my opinion, if you're doing something in a classroom environment and there's no reason for it, you should stop doing it. Mm. Right. Like, is it leading you towards mastery of a skill? Is it leading you towards something? Is it part of an overarching uh standard that you need to have, no get out of there get rid of it right. right now that's except for like you know like oh here's like a fun tie-in activity that's not counting that stuff right i'm talking about like educational like lesson planning and thought and process bureaucracy <clears throat> yeah i don't care about that stuff you know <clears throat> and i just try to tell the kids so like why do we have to do this i'm like i don't know <laughs> i'll just tell them Right. I have no idea. Yeah. 
They're like, well, why did why did the principal say that? Like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I just tell, they might hate me for that, right? And the administration probably isn't very happy probably with me sometimes, but I'm like, I don't know. Do. I don't know. I I couldn't tell you because it hasn't been communicated to me, so I can't tell you. So and you're gonna sit there and make stuff up, right? Or be like, yeah, no, and like toe the party line on something, and be like, well, here's the talking point <laughs> that I was told. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to do that, Airman. When you're motivating students, especially, I think it's interesting when you're motivating athletes. Yeah, true. To trying to push them to do things that that not might not have an exact connection, um, or that are difficult, right? Difficult. Specifically, I'm thinking of wax on, wax off. Like, why do I do that? Um, and it's because it's a skill that you're going to develop later. Um, how do you how do you approach students to to, mo- to get them and continue to continue to keep moving forward with those? Uh, well, days of all days, you asked me about coaching when I'm very upset with my school right now. I'm, I, um, I know you sent me those. I, yeah. Love you, oh, Brandon, I'll, I'll put a picture in the, in the group chat here in a second, but there's only been one twice. I've wanted to cry due to sports and today was one of them. Um, a lot of the things that we had to do with our kids. So especially we have a lot of freshmen this year for football and a lot of them have never really been developed when it actually comes to like true coaching. Cause when they were in junior high, they were just kind of, you know, like, Oh, it's junior high football. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, it's junior high baseball, whatever. But now that they're rolling in with varsity, you know, guy, you know, I got seniors that have been doing some of the same stuff since they were in like, you know, mighty mites basically. And so a lot of those kids that have, you know, maybe aren't like developed athletically or skill wise, or just are there just to be there. You know, one thing that we tell them all the time is that everything we do has a purpose. Everything that you do has, has a purpose. And even if it's a little purpose, even if it's a little progression, it is still a step forward. And any forward progress is better than no progress. And so either if it takes, you know, a few hours, a full day, a full week to finally get it, as long as you're as long as you're making yourself better than what you were the day before. That's what we that's especially what I try to teach a lot of these kids, because we did agility drills and today and I had two seniors up there and they're just bam, 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 killing it. But then I got like a freshman who's maybe played like one other year of football. And like he, he struggled, like his feet were all over the place. His head movement was wobbly. And I, I pulled him to the side and I was like, look, man, I could tell you're frustrated. Like I get it. But one thing that you need to understand and one thing that no one's ever told you before is that you are not going to be perfect now. Like that is why we practice championships. Aren't one on the field. They're one and developed in practice. So a week from now, <clears throat> you're going to be better at this than what you were. Two weeks from now, you're going to be awesome. A few months from now, this drill will be easy for you. And if you stay with it, if this if this is important to you, if this is what you want to do, if you want to make yourself better, then doing this and building little stepping stones all the way up until you become, you know, maybe you'll fully develop when you're like a sophomore or a junior. It's going to take a long time. And again, I know you're frustrated, but... Everything we do has a purpose. And then as long as you articulate to them, like the purpose of why we do this, because I had some kids out there and they were like, well, why would I need to use my feet? And like, I don't need, you know, I'm a, I'm a lineman. I need to be strong. And I'm like, you do, but you need to be able to go toe to toe with that six, four, 300 pound defensive lineman. That's going to come across your face. Cause you know, if you, he's going to be faster than you. So you need to work on your feet to get better. And then he's like, 
oh, I can't just bully him. And I was like, well, you're about 5'9", 220 pounds. You're probably not really going to do a whole lot right now, but... It, yeah, but you can, you can overcome a lot with leverage. Yeah, you right. can... You can be you can be strong, but you can also be quick. When you're quick and strong, you're dangerous, and that's what a lot of colleges look for. If you want to get to the next level, that's what you have to work on. And so, as long as kids understand why we're doing it, because um, that was our older coach's problems that he didn't really articulate things very well. So we'd have to come in like, "Hey, this is why we're doing this." Um, just hang tight. But getting kids to buy in. And having them understand that, hey, everything we do has a purpose. And like it's, you know, if you're if you're in basketball, this drill is perfect for this. If you're in football, this drill or this exercise or practice form does good for this or and so on and so forth. Um, a lot of kids seem to understand it more. And especially the younger ones when you're like, hey, look, you are. I don't know if you know this, but you're terrible right now. And they look at you funny and they're like, <laughs> hear me out. You're terrible. But you're not going to be terrible your entire life. Mm. So this is why we do this. And then they're like, oh, OK. And so once you once you do that with some of these kids, it, it's easier for them to 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 get into it and get behind it a little bit more. Yeah, I think that's also that's a really good point you bring up. It reminded me of something else that we talk about in my classroom. Uh, you know, I talk about like, do I expect you? to know all of this right now no mm. right because we're learning it you know what i mean because like sometimes we'll do a thing we'll take some notes or whatever and then we'll have like a little quiz game thing you know what i mean and at the beginning of the year they're always like no i don't want to do that we just learned this I'm like yeah i'm not expecting you i look at it and be like do do you think i expect you to get all of these right mm. no <laughs> i don't first of all no, absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> right? This is just practice. We're learning things. Of course you're not going to get them all right. You know what I mean? Like, if you do, sweet. But, like, if you don't, that's fine. It's cool, too. No worries. Right? We just keep going. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, taking off some of that pressure <clears throat> and saying, it's okay. You know, when you are doing things, like, you know, messing up and is okay right it's fine like screwing up things is totally normal <laughs> like, well, you know what i mean like and that's a that's a mindset that <clears throat> doesn't get carried forward too long unfortunately. well no well it it also is sort of a like it's not a broadly accepted <laughs> No, mind's any there right especially like, as a especially as a quote-unquote adult right oh you're supposed to be yeah. functioning you're supposed to have all you're supposed to like that the and that's where a lot of of um i'm gonna say like safetyism of like i well i can't go out and try something new because what if i fail or what if people don't understand I, right i no. was i was about to bring that up because that's the one thing that i taught i taught a lot of kids in baseball about i'm like look you're going to fail at this. You're going to have days where you were just garbage, right? But the only thing that you can control is your attitude and effort and only focus on things that you can control. And I always gave the example, especially in baseball, and I'm like, can you control the umpire? Nah. Can you control the batter? Like, so if I'm, ta- if I'm talking to a pitcher, right? Yeah. Um, I'm like, hey, you can't control the umpire. You know, you got to adjust to him. You can't control the batter. You got to adjust to him. 
if you can if you only focus on what you can control you're going to be fine if you're sitting there like oh what if i you know, what are the things tomorrow i'm like the only thing that matters is the here and now <clears throat> and if you go up there and fail you fail but i would rather and this is what i told a lot of the kids and they're kind of bought in now and i'm like i would rather lose than lose meaning i would rather us go out there and fight and try our best and go all seven innings and you know keep it a close game and just battle 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 rather than just like give up b45 in the first half like yeah (laughs) and and things like that as we were a lot of times in football um eight man football reference but Mm. like you're going to fail but what are you going to do to get yourself back up after you fail right and so I, I, and a lot of those, a lot of those guys started to believe that like, and they, the, the kind of the swagger, not like the, I, I told them specifically, like, you will not be that douchey baseball player. And they're like, well, oh, like, I wear my hat, my sunglasses backwards. I'm like, no, you can't, you can't be that guy. No, um, that's illegal. I agree. Like you, Good job. <laughs> like you, like you kind of have a little more confidence that I'm like, Hey, look, if I fail, I fail, but I'm going to go out there and ball out and only focus on myself and let the team do itself around me. And so as long like you're going to fail and that's fine, but failing is a learning experience. And, and, and baseball is kind of the beautiful thing about that because I'm like, you fail more of the times than what you do succeed. No one talks about how many strikeouts Babe Ruth had yet a lot. No one talks about, you know, how many times Derek Jeter, Derek, Derek Jeter, there we go. Nailed the first time uh, struck out. But yeah. He had, yeah, he had a lot of home runs. And they're both great players, but look at how many times they fail first. And then like, oh man, this guy struck out more times than he got home runs. Like, well, yeah, but it's what he did after he failed or what after they failed that made them who they are. Failing well. And, and that's, that's a muscle, right? That's, that's a, that's a technique. That's a learned skill that I think is a great, great asset that you don't tend to pick up well in a classroom, unless you have a teacher who's specifically focusing on it and working towards that. This is where I see a lot of benefit to well-run extracurricular activities, right? Like band taught us a lot about trying our best and, and, and still not winning first place, right? Like that and accepting that was a hard, right? It was, it was, it was hard to do. <laughs> yeah, it was Carson's judges. I'm still not mad at you. Yeah, lunatics, 75. Get out of here with that nonsense. Anyway, <laughs> moves past that, obviously. But, like, that's a skill. Of, like, I recognize I tried, and, and sometimes it doesn't work out. And But you still went out and did it. And you did it for your own reason, right? Everyone was on that <clears> field, playing their instrument, marching along, working together for their own individual reason. And that teaches you a lot. And if And it's important, then, to make sure that's in whether that's or baseball or whether that's a science Olympiad or wh- whatever foreign language club to take that risk taking into adulthood and, and continue to, to pursue those things. Because I think that's where you end up a lot of times of getting sucked back into this big system where you're not paying attention to the, how everything is connected. And you are the, <laughs> you're that wheel in that cog saying, booth three right why aren't you at booth three i don't know booth three like you just kind of <laughs> get sucked back in and you stop expanding and trying new things and yeah. so i i can i can definitely get 
you know, 100% behind that because um, my first year coaching in general, I had a I had to put a freshman on the mound, um, and like put him up there. I'm like, look, man, you got this. Just throw strikes, you'll be fine. And then I walk back to the dugout, sit down, and look up. Kids crying. I was like, blue <sighs> <laughs> time. Yeah. Like, go back out there, and I'm like, <clears throat> did you say there's no crying in baseball? Hey, buddy, what are you doing? He's like, he's like, what? It, it, of course, in tears as a freshman. He's like, what if he hits it? And I was like, uh, this is this is a question they don't teach you in college. Like, what if they hit it? Um, I was like, eight other people on the field. They'll be they like, get well, it. So what? He's like, what? He's like, well, so what if he hits it? Like, yeah, make him try to hit it. And I was like, you can't, again, you can't control him. And, you know, if he, you know, he's probably, you know, knowing our luck, that guy's a senior that's got like three college offers to go play division one baseball. So it's it's fine. But I was like, what are you going to do about it? And he, he, you know, gathered up his tears and he, he at least got us out of an inning. That same kid is now going to play. um, He got offers to play in college and he's going to go play up at NEO for baseball. Um, this nice. year. He, just, he just graduated, and so, and I just remember telling him, I was like, "My guys, look, you know, you're going to fail, but it's okay to fail." And that's what I taught with, with a lot of my stuff in my classroom <laughs> of those kids that hated doing, you know, presentations. I was like, "Hey, guess what we're doing? We're doing presentations." And I had a group of one of my classes. I had, and uh, it was an all group of girls, and none of them wanted to do presentations. They hated it, and so I made I made them a little uncomfortable. I made him, you know, get up and stand in front of a projector or made him like uh, I did this thing where I was like, oh, no, we're doing an earthquake. You have to give a presentation on one foot. And they're like, really? And so but at the end of the year, they were more comfortable now of like expressing themselves in their artwork that they did for the presentation at the beginning of the year was garbage. Not going to lie Two, at the end of the year, like I had they were like doing like full on scale, like either PowerPoint or Prezi or like full like model like things for presentations. I was like, Oh, do you see what you guys did at the beginning of the year? And I showed them and I was like, see this, I almost threw this in the trash can, but I didn't because I wanted to show you that how much you guys have grown as long just understanding that support. I'm like, yeah, you're going to fail, but I'm going to be there with you. And you know, kind of, you know, same if you, if you give kids or give anybody that kind of mindset of like, Hey, look, no one knows what to do half the time. It's okay. We're all in this together. What's up? Yeah, no lie. My last presentations for this year were fire. They were so good. Oh my gosh. So how do how how do we fail better as adults? <clears throat> well, it's difficult because like if you right, I'm gonna say say this word that I hate hearing all the time because I have to hear about it every five seconds in meetings all year. But if you do develop a growth mindset, right? That's what <laughs> ah, now it burns. I don't like it. No, get that jargon out of here. Um, but like, it's hard because you like when you are in your own head, right? Like you said, I think you alluded to earlier, like you were afraid to try anything new at all. Period. <clears throat> so like, you know, you might be sitting, maybe you're like, I don't know, you're sitting at home, you're scrolling through YouTube and you see a skateboarding video and you're like, oh, dude, that'd be cool. But I could never do that. 
Like, I mean, that's obviously a lie, right? You could, but like, <laughs> you get so worried about like, oh no, it's going to be hard. And what if I'm bad at it? And like, I might mess up or someone will see me mess up. Like, okay. Like, <laughs> did we find it's a really, it's a really hard thing to overcome, right? You're like, oh my gosh, I'll never be able to do that. Like I, you get so stuck and like, you have to do something sort of small and then be like, even like a marginally successful. And you sort of realize like, no, actually nobody cares. Right. Like, <laughs> it's those things like, no, no, nobody's actually judging me. Right. Like <laughs> whatever, like, you know, like, it is difficult though. You have to do something small, right? You have to do baby steps with this kind of thing, right? Uh, because it is a gradual thing. But if you like want to try that, you need to try something like not outrageous, right? Don't don't start if you are starting on a journey of like learning a thing, right? Let's pretend you are skateboarding, right? You don't want to set out with like the first thing I'm going to do is uh hard flip right probably i'm gonna go race alex honnold uh up a you know yosemite uh yeah yeah right if you're starting like running right you're like i'm gonna you don't start your fitness running journey and be like marathon like uh no (laughs) right it's not the first thing you're gonna do like maybe that's a goal you have for later but you need like a a small goal <laughs> first, right? Like, <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like yeah. little baby goal <laughs> and trying to figure out like baby goals, you know, uh, breaking things down to smaller chunks that you can like strive towards even, or if you're like, Oh, I'm, you know, let's pretend you're me <clears throat> and you're like, I-, I can't cook literally anything. <laughs> right. And if I wanted to do that, I would need to find something that was like accessible, approachable, start there right i'm not gonna start with like yo i'm gonna make like some crazy see this a little i know about cooking i don't know but like some like crazy complicated thing right yeah like nah i'm gonna make some like meat sauce (laughs) well it's the difference difference you know what i mean yeah i i I think it's understanding the difference between goals and objectives right goals are i want to be a better cook like now my objectives is where things get hard because I have to set those realistic ones. Then yeah, I have baby to, steps. Baby steps, right? The baby goals. I have to go, okay, these are my tangible steps that I'm going to put into place so that I can get there. And I think what you you know said early on was I have to get those early wins pretty quick. So those objectives have to be mega small, right? Like super, it's not even like, and that takes a lot of understanding yourself and having a good support group, I think, too, to encourage you. Maybe help that tone you back a little bit of like, I'm going to run a marathon. So tomorrow, you know, I've never run before. I'm going to run a marathon. Tomorrow, I'm running 10 miles. Like, nice. that's not a, not a good idea. No, it's, a, you know, it's on the way to a full marathon, sure, but not tomorrow. Like, having yeah. people in your life. Start with like half a mile. Half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. And it right. may sound. I mean, no, this is like legit. Like, whenever I was embarking on this like bike riding journey right yes because i'm an insane person and i said yes 
I live in rural Missouri. <clears throat> I need a fixed gear bicycle. <laughs> like, uh, that's not really what a normal human being says to themselves, right? Like, it's not a thing. Oh, <laughs> but, being honest. right, there's many things. Number one, just cool, right? That can't be understated in this. No. But, right? Yeah. <clears throat> like, I started out, number one, I haven't ridden a bike in like 20 years. Okay. So that was interesting. Uh, <laughs> but like you just start small. Like I just rode like I rode my bike like a mile. Done. Over. Yeah. That's it. Right. How do I build my confidence? How do I become comfortable? Right? What are some little achievable things that I could do to maybe improve myself? Right? Slightly further, slightly faster. You know. Maybe less distance, but faster. Maybe longer distance, but slower, right? <clears throat> like, what are some things I can do to improve this for myself, right? How do I do this? And that's, you know, this is what you have to do. You start small, find something achievable. And then, like, you know, there's this this moment that you just kind of got to go for it. Right. Like, I'm just going to do it. Like, who cares? Like, I'm just going to go for it and see what happens. You know, like, <laughs> here we go. I'm just going to go. Like, I had this moment the other day, what, like a month ago, when I was like, you know what? I've been thinking about it long enough. I am riding my bike all the way to the park. I'm going for it. <laughs> and I just like, Started to go down the road. I was like, well, we're going now. So <laughs> here we go. And we are like about halfway there. You're like, well, literally no turning back now because I'm already here. So like, what? <laughs> yeah, but you were able to get to that point because of all of the confidence that had been built up through those small wins, right? Like, it, it's not a, that's the thing about building confidence. And with those wins, it's, it's not a linear approach to, to me my experience has always been it's an exponential approach each little win gets you a heck of a lot further up on that confidence ladder than than the one before it. because now you have a track record right that starts speaking for itself and your ability and then you get to that point where you go wow i i'm to that point now where what seemed impossible just a week ago is now seems totally reasonable and doable for yeah, definitely. So it's just it's just small baby steps, you know. Uh, and it's it's hard to do that. And it's hard, you know, it is hard if you're kind of like, <clears throat> maybe you're out there somewhere by yourself and you don't have someone to like encourage you. You know what I mean? That is a thing, right? Because like you said, you need some people sometimes. You need someone to tell you that it's okay. You know, you need somebody to be like, yeah, go for it. You need somebody to coach you up like Aaron. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so listeners, we are that for you right now. Here you go. This is what we are. I, I, I will <laughs> say, I will say, um, first year coaching baseball. I had this senior who, who hated the phrase, you're all right, which is a very common thing in, in sports. Like, Hey, you're all right. Calm down. You're all right. You're all right. Like he hated it. Like he told me, he's like, coach. If you hate if you say that, I'm gonna throw something at you. And I was like, well, good thing you're a pitcher that throws in the 80s. Sweet. 
Um, and so I had to come up with a new saying, which I found out um, that he that his family shows pigs, like the show hogs for um, for show yeah. and for money. And so instead of saying you're all right, I said I would say that'll do, pig. He, 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 took, that, he took it way better because, like, I, I did I did a mound visit with him because he was just throwing crazy, and you know, coach was like, go go calm him down. So I went out there, and he's like, coach, don't say it. And I was like, that'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> and he's got he's got the biggest smile. And th- he he finished the inning and shook a lot of dudes out. But he's like, I appreciate you changing that for me because, and that that was another big thing. Like with with coaches and like our our new coach that we we're getting now for football. He's like, I'm too old to change. So and it's just like with these kids or with people in general, like you have to adapt the ways to instead of be like you know do the typical like you know, coaching metaphors like over and over again. It's like, we don't do it to you. We do it for you. Like this is yeah, yeah, stronger. Yeah. Like sometimes you got to change to give that support to those kids because like, I, I, you know, I even got a kid now that's like, you know, he doesn't really get a lot of support from home and just a little like fist bump or something like makes his day. And he just like, he was sitting there and he was just sweating today. And I just gave him a little fist bump and he just, like, he looked at me. He's like, <laughs> coach i'm ready to go and i'm like really from a fist bump all right yeah yeah so all those those coaches that you're talking about the old old ones well, i'm too old to change i need i need yeah. all those coaches right now to know you specifically your personality is why i hate many coaches right like i hate those people I can't stand them. They drive me crazy. Get out of here with your garbage. Like, it's like, it's just, and I understand why the kids need to change up because like, it just comes across as so hollow and insincere. Like you don't care. Stop pretending. (laughs) Just be quiet. I'd rather you don't say anything to me at all. Like those type of people, I cannot stand them. They drive me crazy. I don't know how. You are able to be around people like that without like no, and then, and then, bludgeoning them <laughs> with a, a bat. A lot, of, a lot of our kids are they're like, coach, we're only coming out for for you and the other assistant because, like I said, th- this guy is just has been coaching for like thirty some odd years. He's just very laid back, and he's not very like. And like, I know those coaches that are like all hyped like all the time. Which my first year coaching, like I was, I was like, let's go. But like now I've definitely been able to, especially with my time with DHS, like like work on how to communicate with kids more and like reach those kids like differently. Not like, oh, yeah, oh, let's go. Blah, blah. But like just be able to talk with kids and like be and I, I was talking with the senior and he's just like y- you've been the most like hype or even the what do you say? He's like, you've been the more like you've been the most supportive coach because it's not like me. I like I never yell at a player. And like, I'm always like there and we always make eye contact. I make the kids make eye contact with me. I'm like, look at me. And then we talk through it. And he's like, we, we've had coaches that like would grab our helmets and like all this stuff. And I'm like, I mean, you guys are faster than me, so I can't really grab your helmet. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not going to catch you. Guys, you guys got to understand, like, you know, the reason that I do that I coach is because number one, I love the sport. And number two, I love you guys. And a lot of the kids are like, we've never had a coach say that they loved us. And I was like, well, if I didn't, I wouldn't be here or I would have like sold you all in a heartbeat. And they're like, that's a good point. But like, I I tell people like, look, I am here for you. Um, And like, (laughs) yes, there's other places. Yes. There's, you know, 
better coaching positions, but I'm like, I, I don't want those. I want to be here with you guys. And when kids see that you're actually bought in and want to be there for them, like I, I got kids that'll run through a brick wall. Um, they'll complain about it, but they will run through that brick wall. Um, and so it, it's, it's definitely from what I first got to where I'm at now to like, it's vastly different to like seeing like the same kids develop and grow. And like their parents talk to you and they're like, Hey, he wasn't like this last year. What did you do to my kid? Because he is a much different and much better person. And it's not, it's not just about the X's and O's. It's about like what these kids do off the field. Sure. And I, I even told them on my interview, I'm like, all right, what, you know, cause they, they always ask you like, Oh, what's your coaching philosophy? And I remember sitting there and I was giving some like BS answer. I'm like, well, you know, I'll develop these kids for the future. And I was like, I mean, that's partially right. Like if I can get kids, to be good human beings, like in school and out of school, like that's more of a victory for me than wins and losses. Like if I can have people saying, Oh, that's a kid from, you know, insert school here. Um, like, and have a person that's not like, you know, a terrible husband or, you know, in jail or, you know, a murderer. Um, like I will take those wins like any day. And my superintendent's like, oh, never had an answer like that before. And I'm like, bam, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like it, it things, if I can, you know, with, with baseball, like it's like it's the little things. Because when I was over there with baseball, the other coach like wouldn't have them rake or drag the field. He wouldn't have make him pick up trash. And I had him one day and I was like, mm, what are you doing? Well, we practice over it. I'm like, oh, I, it's not. Go grab that rake. You go grab that drag. We're going to be doing some work. And the fact that the kids that like now do that without me asking them, I'm like, and I even had a parent that's like, Hey, my son's been picking up his room. What did you do to my son? I'm like, uh, he's been picking up his lock. I make him pick up his locker for football. And she's like, huh? Thank you. And I'm like that, that right there. <laughs> Boom. So I may not be a good X's and O's coach, but dang it. I'm a, I'm a good human coach. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the other, we've talked about this before too. Like the, I know I've said it before, like the important thing about when you're talking to people is actually listening to them. Right. Like, that's, I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Easy. <laughs> uh, and that's what, you know, that's what you're kind of getting at here too, is like, you're listening to them and giving them what they need. Not just like the blanket you know yeah. one size fits all coach him up rah rah whatever yeah. you know what I mean <clears throat> which is way better than saying some idiotic statement and then like clapping your hands and then <laughs> like, get out of here <laughs> 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 I started my day at the hospital. I ended my day at a car lot. Uh. <laughs> um, and I will tell the story and then I will uh, shut up. Uh, I've talked too much, but I did want to relay this because uh, I don't think there are any less. It was just fascinating. So in our uh, mail 
a week ago, we got this little annoying flyer that was like, hey, a new person's bought this car lot. We're going to be having a sale soon. Okay. And then we got another flyer that was like, hey, uh, we mailed these out to the city. Uh, rip open this tab to see if you've won a prize. And we ripped it open and said we won a prize. And I was like, oh, I cool. Think, I think everybody won a prize. Well, so, That's how marketing works. I know. So, so, so here's the thing. So I was like, oh, so here's what I, so I called and I said, hey, here are my numbers and here's what happened, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, like, you won. Like, come on down. And I was like, do I have to do anything? And they're like, no, just come on down. Well, <laughs> so anyway, and I was like, I don't. Really uh, do this. this is going to be good, Aaron. This is going <laughs> to be They got him. <laughs> so I was just like, fine. Like, what's it going to cost me? Like, what's, it, what's the worst that could happen? I can't believe you actually went. I just throw that stuff okay. away. Okay. Like boom! I, I need trash. you. I need you to think really hard about why I would have gone. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's see. So, hmm. Mm. I may be married to somebody who loves like free things and <laughs> prizes. Prizes. She. I may. I may have camped out in front of a cookie store overnight to be one of the first ten people to get in, so I could win a gift card to a cookie store. <laughs> I would never do that in a million years. <laughs> Not camping out in front of anything. I love nothing enough to do that. Like camped, nothing. Camped out in the middle of a Texas summer on a no. hot sidewalk. No. <laughs> I know Susan's nephew camped out in front of a Chick-fil-A that was opening. I was like, dude, it's not even good chicken. What are you doing? <laughs> so it was bad. Made a lot. I could make some good friends. I was so tired. Anyway, I uh, so I went and uh, <clears throat> here is what I learned. I learned a lot of stuff. That everybody got a winning ticket in the mail. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Ready, ready. So first off, I pull up, and this is a Nissan dealership who I have seen probably like a person work at before, like a person. There are nine dudes standing out front surveying the lot. And I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. And none of them look like local. Um, and I go, huh, that's weird. Uh, I pull up and some guy like waves at me and says, you look for a parking spot. I said, yeah. Uh, I want to see if I won. I said, okay, park over here. <clears throat> park in. I meet, I meet uh, DeRay. 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 Sorry. DeRay. Because I was calling him Dre for a while. Like, Ray. And then when I got inside away from the noise, I was like, oh, it's Jeray. Jeray. And um, come in, we sit down, he starts talking to me. And man, he is slick. But I have some questions of my own. Like, what's going on here? And he tells me, he is with an outfit. No, late capitalism. It's fine. Uh, no. <laughs> well, I don't know. You, may, you can decide. This is a company. So he tells me he's with an outfit out of Cincinnati that travel around the United States that do liquidation sales at car lot. This car lot was bought by a new owner and the new owner didn't want any of the cars. So because all of the cars were apparently they bought the, the brand, sorry, they bought the lot, but not the cars. And so all the cars belonged to the previous dealer and they needed to get rid of all of them. So when they said liquidate, they were literally saying, 
We are selling every single one of these cars in a week. That's we're insane. Not, we're not getting rid. Of, we're not getting in any more in, new inventory. Everything on the lot literally has to go. And this is how they sell them. They're not selling them at MSRP. They look at what is owed on each car, what the previous dealer bought or, you know, you know, bought them from the, you know, took out a loan to buy that, keep it on yeah. the lot, right? They look at the loan note and they basically go to the bank and they go, look, bank, if we don't sell this, this, lo- this car is going to auction and you don't know what you're going to get out of it at that point. And so <laughs> they were like, you know, wheeling and dealing pennies on the dollar kind of stuff and, <laughs> and, and yep late capitalism at its finest late capitalism <clears throat> at its finest and he, you know he's got this long spiel and he's talking to me and i'm asking questions and he's from cincinnati and he has two kids and he got jumped at a at a gas station and so he's missing his left kidney and he had his thumb almost severed in the knife fight and he could uh, go <laughs> if you if, in case you didn't need another reason to not go to cincinnati uh there yeah. it is <clears throat> and he paused and he was like i kind of like it out here and i was like yeah a lot of nice people anyway uh <laughs> but he starts talking to me like colin like colin kaepernick what do you think about the going on a knee thing and i was like i don't want to talk about this right now i just want to know if i won like, <laughs> i don't even watch football man get out of here <laughs> No, very nice guy. He's fist bumping me. He's like, oh, you're cancer too, because he's born in July. And, you know, he's a 90s baby and I'm an 80s baby. We're chumming it up. And he's like, you know, they have been directed to get rid of everything, whatever it takes. So he's like looking at my car that I drove up and he's like, you know, what if we could give you double the asking price for that, you know, resale and do all this stuff for you and do all this stuff for you. And I'm realizing I'm not getting out of here unless I either run away yeah <laughs> or buy a car <laughs> yep <laughs> and i am not mm-hmm. buying a car <laughs> but i'm also a people pleaser and i don't want to hurt jerry's feeling because jerry no. and i have bond right now you just gotta go cut and run this bumping i've we've talked about uh my pet sitting business and and he's got a dream of you know, owning his own car lot one day yeah, and owning a pet. Uh, and, his, you know, and, and he's working for his brother right now. Cause his brother and his dad started the business 10 years ago. And yeah. now they're running around <laughs> and, and he, he's wanting to give his kids. He's got two kids, a better life away from. Well, here you go. Here's your out. Ready? <clears throat> uh, we are currently in the I, middle of business expansion. <laughs> and I just don't think that this deal is right for me at this time. <laughs> Goodbye. Then he's like, <laughs> he's like, so what are you looking for? And I was like, so here's the other thing that um, I don't know why I did this, but before I went, I realized that there may be some aspect of car sales in this aspect. So I got on their website for the car dealership. And you looked think? At, and I looked at all of the cars that they had available. So I knew what they had at least on their website when it was previously purchased. Oh, I should also add, this was at 630 at night and the, the showroom was packed to the gill with people good lord and the guy if jerry is to be believed because also you have to recognize he's he's you know he's supposed to be empathizing and like reading people and like he's a salesman this is the thing you must always remember because at some point when he said i like it out here i was like i don't i genuinely don't know if you are being if, if you are being serious or if you were saying that to empathize with me about where I live to make me more endeared to you as a human yes. being. Yes, right? now you're like, getting it. <clears throat> now you're understanding. Oh, no. I'm on my own <laughs> when I'm in these places because they're all 
whatever. <laughs> so we're going, and I'm just like, he's trying to sell me a car. He's trying to sell me a car. We're bonding, fist bumping, right? Dre and I, we got this. And then he's like, what car do you want? What car, you know, if you could sell this car right now and put that money towards purchase a new vehicle, what would you get? And I yeah, said, but don't you want to sell that car anyway? And I said, Honda Accord. And why did Colin say Honda Accord? Because it was not a Honda dealership. It was not a Honda dealership. And none of the vehicles listed on the website were a Honda Accord. <laughs> He's like, I got this Nissan Altima. He did say, have you thought about a Nissan Altima? <laughs> because it's basically the Nissan Accord. It is. Right. But and so like, he was like, yo, you want a four-door sedan? But, but I got one. It just has that big N on the front instead of an H. <laughs> that, is, that is the key here. He and this, his, his crew, because they're not Honda dealers. They're not Nissan dealers. They're not Toyota dealers. They're liquidators. Well, yeah, right? but I'm just saying if it was a Nissan dealership, that's what's there. Yeah. <laughs> and they, exactly. So they come in, they do a quick assessment. So he's reading out. the, yeah. Exactly. He's reading me and going, uh, I don't have that, but I do have this. Which and, is basically the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, no, I'm wanting this. And he's like, what about a more, a smaller sedan? And I said, no, because I knew they did have a Honda Civic, but not a Honda Accord. So I'm trying to steer away from that. So he does get a uh, Honda CRV pulled around. And I'm like, this is a Honda Accord on stilts, making it less fuel efficient and worse to drive. No, thank you. And then I start listening in on some of the other conversations going on around me and realize how the vast majority of people vibe by to which they but, focus on two things. How much is the payment? Yeah. And what, and what color is it? Yeah. Payment. I, that's what you need. No. I would, yeah. Who cares what color it is? No. It needs to be. That's it. That's all you need to know. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a functional piece of property. Like it does a job. Oh like my. that's it. It doesn't, you just need to know how much it, you need to know how much gas is going to cost. And you need to know how much you got to pay the bank. That's just, literally it. I, oh, I was like, because that's all people were talking about. They were like, well, how much is your current car payment? They're like, well, my current car payment is this. And they're like, great. With that current car payment, I can get you this car right now. Basically, like, you have a Yeah, that's the sales side of it. You can I get have, a better, newer car for less than you're paying right now. And boom. I, I was just like, Done. I was sitting there going like, oh, silly me sitting here going, I have the car specced out to like the rim choice and color. No, (laughs) none of that stuff is relevant, right? What a car has a job, right? A car's job is to drive you places and not break down. And so here's what those people are thinking. Those people are thinking, okay, my car has X number of miles on it, right? Maybe it's getting high. Okay. If I can get a newer car with less miles and pay less on the payment than I'm currently paying psh, done. Yeah. And right. Like, Why would you not do that? Yeah. Why, yeah someone, brought in, someone brought in like an older Toyota and was like buying this Nissan and someone brought in the, a Nissan and was buying this other thing. Like there was no, like nothing yeah. about brand or service or reliability or anything. <clears throat> it was just, this is cheap and available. I'll take it. Or this yeah. is the same month thing that I'm paying now, but it's it's newer and like you said, less miles. I'll take it. And I yeah. I sat there because your ab- service costs are going to go down too. An abject horror of watching these transactions take place. Of I I just I was like I I understand people have their own priorities, right? 
they, they have their own priorities, their own needs that they have ranked in their lives and placed in a hierarchy. None of what was going on around me was mine. And I couldn't get to the point where I was like, like, pull, you know, pull up in a power, power skid, toss the dealer the keys and go, give me the newest one, whatever you got, and then drive off with that. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, ultimately it doesn't matter, right? Like what are, what are some of the things on your priority list that are like uber important, like top tier priority list? If you say color, I'm going to cry chop you in the brain. <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be blue. No, like, well, one of the your funk hazard clearly has to be white. I don't know what you're talking about. My <laughs> current Honda is silver, right? So it's a neutral family. It's a neutral color. Yeah. Fine. Uh, <laughs> but like one of the things that I look at a lot is like, is serviceability. <laughs> And how good is, is like the repairs for getting this thing, right? Like do, is this so specialized that I have to only ever take it to the dealer? If I do have to take it. This is really funny coming from the man who always looks at land cruisers on the internet. Yeah. Right. Right. Like (laughs) how, how one car that you can't cancer. Well, I'm not. I'm not servicing it. No, I'm not. Serv- I can't service any of my current vehicles either. Like I can't service a scooter. I'm saying if I have to take it in somewhere, what's that? What's that? What's that process? Um, See, I feel like I feel like that was a legitimate worry about 25 years ago. Well, right, so- and I feel like now it doesn't matter. <laughs> so that was the thing that that he brought up when he was like. <clears throat> Well, he, you know, he did say, well, I have this, this CRV out here. It's got a hundred thousand miles on it. That's kind of high. I know. And I was like, no, it's not like not for a Honda, maybe, maybe, a, maybe in 1995, you know, uh, that may have been high mileage, but for a newer vehicle, right. With that kind of mileage on it, like they're just across the board, everything's a lot more reliable these days. Um, but then I'm looking at the car that I'm currently driving. And if I'm supposed to be just throwing in the keys and driving away with something, I'm looking at what he's offering me. I'm like, well, uh, just being honest, like, like there's no leather seats, there's no heating, there's no, uh, you know, other stuff. It doesn't get as good gas mileage as my current 2006 Honda Accord. <laughs> so it's like all these things are a downgrade. Sure. It's a cheaper price, but actually it's not cheaper because I, you know, this, cause you're paying for fuel. I'm paying right. fuel. Right? <laughs> so, um, so it's like, there's, there's all these aspects of it. And, and I just, it was, a, it was an interesting and eye opening experience to, to exactly kind of the, almost the commoditization of vehicles at this point of you just go in and whatever is available, you just take because it's available. Right. Well, I mean, I feel like, yeah, that's how it is because it's not, you know, the time where the car is, artistic is done right that time is long past right we left that time period in the early 70s right i don't and and people (coughs) i don't know if anybody's ever seen a car from the 80s they all look exactly the same oh they're awful right they're just boxes right and that's that's where we kind of had this happen. There's a whole thing. It's a very long, drawn-out explanation for all this fuel crisis, blah, 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 um, emission standards, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, like, <clears throat> the era of, like, the car is unique from the factory is kind of over. 
that's you know that's why they always on the commercials again they only show you like the high end ones right you look at oh, like yeah. the Ford pickup truck you're actually seeing the top spec Ford pickup truck of the line <clears throat> you're not seeing the like normal human being one right because a very I think the audience for that is deep decreasing right it's like old people and like a few people that like really like you know fancy stuff but i mean you buy a truck and then you just buy an aftermarket grill blam done right it's easy but i think it's a you know there's certain amenities maybe people want but like i'm definitely in the in the camp of a car is a utilitarian thing that I have to have. Right. Because let's be real. I live in the middle of the United States. Like I can't physically get anywhere without a car. Right. Right. Because of bad infrastructure and all this stuff. Right. So I have to have it. So like, I don't really care (laughs) what it looks like. I don't care about much. I care about gas mileage. That's about it. That I care about. <laughs> well, I yeah. So anyway, I I know I, I think through these things interestingly, and and I do want the car that I drive. It's called like, it's called over analyzing. No, I never yes. got me. I don't. Yes, it's human. I called. want. I want to make sure that the like I I think about what does okay. So I, maybe I do think about what does my car that I drive say about me and like how <laughs> do what is that? Does that mean? I don't care. Not, I did think about that. I thought about that when I was like seventeen. <laughs> right. I'll be honest with you. I did. It's, it's not. And then, like later on, when I was like, mm, "I need my card to get me places," and I don't really care what it looks like anymore. Right? There was a crossover event that occurred. Right? And so, <laughs> like, I did think that when I was younger, but now, now I'm so, like, I don't care. Right? Who cares about my car? I, it works. I can get to work done so, well, I mean. and it's it's not a status <laughs> thing it's not like i'm like oh if i don't have you know no no no, no, no. I, I wasn't taking that but like but, yeah like i i do want to make sure like does this match my personality and i think through all that stuff and then i also think of just like just, <clears> let's say let's okay let's be very real here like utilitarian how easy is it for me to get in car seats in and out of the back seat because i will tell you okay that, that's fair i don't have to think that, about that that is something that but like that like that's honda, fair like honda has nailed down things like jeeps and chrysler you would think they would from their minivan days that they would take their minivan and apply it to the other vehicles they don't and it's awful um or like one of the things that i think about for for car is leg room like rear leg room i have to fit a child behind me right and at six two and i, I like a comfortable driving position not many cars do that and so <laughs> they're still small that's fine just <laughs> right. right just you don't need legs like i've seen top gear where they you know cut out the legs so that you can yeah it's fine seat. um like there are just some very practical aspects of the car and how it functions for how we use it and then like i also go okay this is fine okay let's talk about trunk space because that's important i have two kids i have to be able to fit stuff in here without being overloaded overburdened and all of a sudden you start aligning all of these different pieces and then also i have to make sure that it fits my personality and then go well <laughs> there's like three things <laughs> i think i think maybe one of these things is not like the other <laughs> like no 
If I'm not, <laughs> they must be able to discern what kind of person I am by the vehicle I turn up in. Unless they can't See, do that. That's, yeah, that's what your hobbies are for. That's what your clothing choice is for. Right? Oh, not but my car. clothing choices are boring. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. So what does that say about your personality exactly? Oh, I'm just, means- just kidding. <laughs> oh, now you're sending me to a tailspin. No, I understand. I understand. I understand. No. I have channeled, I have channeled all of these thoughts into other aspects of my life. Not my car. Right? I put them in my bicycle. Yeah. Right. I put them in the guitars that I buy. I put them in like other things. Right. Like my hat choice. Right. The shoes I buy. I think about that. I don't think about it in my car. Sure. So I understand all the things you're talking about. I just choose to put that effort someplace else. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I just, I had never experienced, I, I only know how I approach this buying decision. And obviously I've like only bought two cars now at this point uh over this long period of time and so i I, one more than me so so it's it's not a common experience again like we get back to like things happen a long period of time you forget about how to look for and how you can approach this but i've never like i was actually sitting listening to the conversations people were having that i have never heard the just like complete disregard for like any of the things that i care about and was just like i don't care Move anyway. Move forward <laughs> with this decision. I was just like, oh, moral of the story. Let me let me wrap this up. <laughs> but uh, I did not win, which is fine because I knew I didn't. Um, I knew I didn't for how long this was taking. Right, like uh, it was very obvious. Uh, I did uh, fist bump uh, Ray while I, I left again. Uh, lots of fist bumping, um, and they did as because he pulled up the CRV and he was like, is "This good?" And I was like, "A couple things. Uh, first. Um, I'm here by myself. Uh, I need, this is a very expensive decision for me to make without the presence of my wife and being able to look at numbers and think about this. So I'm not able to make a decision tonight. Secondly, I need to get home to put my children to bed and I need to leave right now. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and I forget what the third one was that I told him. So he's like, okay, real quick, real quick, real quick. And he, in the course of like 13 seconds, Four different people came up to talk to me to do the hard sell to try and get me to do something as I was actively walking towards the door, culminating in the owner of the liquidation company, Carter, coming out and talking to me as I'm like at the door. And he's like, you know, he's like, what are you looking for? And I was like, Honda Court. He's like, I don't have any of that. I said, I know. And he was like, okay, have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking for? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, so. <laughs> You know, Colin, you know where there's no pressure to buy things? That's the Amazon restock store. You need to go there and get some of your shopping woes out of the way, right? What sort of exciting treasures can you find for no dollars? I have seen you can buy cars on Amazon. Have you seen that? They have the relationship with... I have not. That's weird. I I don't think so. Look, I'm going to type in cord. And, uh, ooh, oh no, I saw it. Oh, they, they had special relationships with some car dealers where you could buy a car on Amazon. I yeah, I'm good. Thanks. That's okay. weird. Did it ship to me with Will they time? deliver it to me? Yeah. Okay. That's slightly more okay. appealing. So, uh, moral of the story is, uh, don't follow the junk mail. That is the important moral of the story. <laughs> when you get junk mail, it goes in the trash that's where it goes okay don't follow up with the junk mail don't go investigate the source of the junk mail throw it in the trash and 
don't buy people in a hurry. Anyway, the guy. Uh, <laughs> just don't don't buy, be bullied into buying things. Don't don't. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I told uh, Megan when I got back, and I was like, "Don't know why I keep going to these things." And she's like, "Thank you, I love you." And I was like, "I know, I'm never doing that again." And yeah, like, you know, it's like, your oh, turn next time. Oh, next she time. would never go. Oh, well no. then, <laughs> there's your answer. <laughs> trash. Uh, trash. Throw your junk mail in the trash and fail well uh, by trying. To fail. It's true. There you go. Uh. <laughs> Yo, little teaser. Oh, teaser. for next time. Okay, teaser, teaser, teaser for next time. I have embarked on a journey. Of media consumption. Uh-oh. I have been this week, uh, well, and part of last week, let's be real. I have been watching The Wheel of Time on Amazon. And I have many thoughts oh on my. this property. Oh, my. Uh, I, yeah. So, teaser for next time. Aaron, didn't you, Aaron, did you read these books? What? Who? Who's read these books? Anybody? Not me. Which books? Wheel of Time? Nope. No? Yeah, me neither. Uh, And so, I'll get into... uh, The teaser reason why I'll repeat this next week is I wanted to see... This is their other big fantasy property that they're dealing with right now. And I wanted to see how it was handled before Lord of the Rings came out. Right? Slightly curious Uh, what it would be like. hmm. Uh, So I have many thoughts. Okay. Uh, Okay. Many thoughts on that. Next time. Next time. <laughs> okay, well, we look forward to the uh, Amazon adapted Wheel of Time series by uh, who wrote that? Jordan. No idea. Jordan's the internet is mad at me because I have no idea. I've never <sighs> read it. Gosh, I'm getting. Man, we're going to be yelled out for healthcare as a service, and now it's true. Next week, I'm going to get major hate from Wheel of Time fans, probably. So that's oh, okay. Wow! Wow! Spoiler! Spoiler! We knows. I disagree with the internet. Okay, got it. <laughs> Shocking to no one. Yeah, in a surprise, absolutely nobody. That's right. It's a good. good. <laughs> so, if you want to watch at least one episode, they're a bit, okay. bit long. The first one's okay, right? You don't have to watch any more than that uh, to see where I'm coming from. So, I definitely have some thoughts on how it looks. Mm. Looks weird. Um, <clears throat> okay. So, yeah, there we go. Teaser for next time. Teaser. I like it. And maybe I'll have finished it. Because I'm only on episode five right now. Five out of eight. There's eight, I think, in first season. So I watched five. So I might have it finished by next week. So there you go. Okay. I like it. Okay, let's start. We'll we'll lead with that next time. There we go. Alright, we'll well, that's right. I'll have it. But I won't I won't talk. No, you're fine. <laughs> it's all good. Okay. Okay, literally what the show is about. I don't know why they're us talking too much. I got it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. Well, you uh Jen, enjoy the rest of the evening. And uh we'll uh, do this again too. Alrighty. Sounds good. And love you guys. Love you too. Love you. Bye. Bye.